Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Watermark Church podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Now let's continue our holiday series, Near. Every Sunday, we're doing a series called Near. And one of the things we've been doing is my wife and I done a little bit differently this year as we celebrate the Advent a little bit more this year. You could see on the stage there's some candles and for instance, some of this is part of your tradition, some of it's not, but I think it's a great reminder that the first candle is considered the hope candle of the future hope. The next candle is called the faith candle of the Bethlehem's candle. The, other, the next one is what you consider the pink. These are all purple. The next one, I see if I can even get these lit today. Last week I had a little bit of issues. And then you have, this one is considered the joy candle, which is pretty cool, the up-and-coming joy of what he brings to our life. The fourth candle is called the, the purity candle, which would, and, and what's in tradition, what has happened is you would light these leading up to Christmas on the Sunday before of that. And then on Christmas morning, Christmas day, you would light the middle candle as a representation of Jesus being born. It's called the light, it's called Christ candle or the light candle. What's pretty cool about that is you start each week lighting one which leads to another and it gets brighter and brighter until you get to the middle candle when it shines the brightest. When Jesus came, it shines the brightest. Philippians 4, 4 through 7, this is our verse of the series, says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all, the Lord is near. All the videos today, the Joseph and Mary, how, how, how an angel appeared is all about Jesus coming near. And no matter how we look at it, is that Jesus came near, that Jesus is asking us to come near. And I love this. This is a quote we've been saying for the last few years by the name of Dick Foth said this. It says, he came to our place, he took our place, and he invites us back to his place. This is what Christmas is. This is what Jesus is. This is, he came to Joseph, he came to Mary, and he comes to you and me. Christmas story is a picture about how close Jesus wants to get to you, how close he's willing to go, how Jesus wants to come to you. The reason Jesus came is to be near to you, to be near to me. He came to be near. The most precious gift you can give anybody is your presence, is being near. Jesus gave the gift of his presence. Christmas is not about the presence just received, but about the presence of the people, about the presence of the king. Isaiah 7.14 says this, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. You will call him Emmanuel. That word is so awesome. The word Emmanuel means God with us. He came to be near us. The creator became the created to be near to his creation. The creator became the created to be near his creation. The main points of Christmas is this. I came for you, that he came for us. He became for you. He goes the distance. 
John 3.16 says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. It didn't say it was ransomed, it was taken. It says that he gave. When I was a kid, I was thinking about this, sharing today. The last few years I've had it in my notes. I'm going to share about a Christmas experience because I, listen, I love Christmas. I love it. You can ask my wife. I start playing Christmas music in August 1st. I'm just, that's just the way I am. A little exaggerated. It might be August 2nd, but that's just the way. I start everything early because to me, it's not just about the, the, the destination. It's about the journey. We're, I'm always on a journey to get here, and, it's, and there's, I love everything about it. But I won't forget this one time. I thought about this last week, and I'm not even sure if I ever talked to my parents about this, actually, but I won't ever forget... Um, when I was about fourth grade, my grandma, a mother grandma who's passed away, not grandma who's here, of course, she's doing good, and she's awesome, she's listening today, so hi, grandma, we miss you all, we miss you so much. But anyway, my other grandma's passed away, Grandma Dorothy, and my mom and I went to the store after church one night, and uh, as we're at the store, my mom would say to me, hey, I'm going to get some groceries, if you want to go look at toys, you can, and I remember my Little chubby Jarvis went in there, and I had sweatpants on, and I, I was looking at toys, and I just kept on thinking of all the things I wanted. And this is like in the fall, and I'm like, I want that for Christmas. I want this. I want this. And then it, the thought came to my mind, I can't afford it right now. I should just take it. And I won't ever forget just all of a sudden you take down one box, and you look around, and you sneak, and you rip it open, and all of a sudden... You put it in my sweat. I put it in my sweatpants, and all of a sudden, I'm instantly going, "No, I didn't get caught. I can do that again. Do it again." And I sneak. Before I even knew it, my pockets were full, my pants were more heavier, and I had my jacket full. And I heard my mom yell, "Buddy!" And I'm like freaking out. I thought she caught me. She says, "Time to go." And I thought I made it. I'm gonna go home with heavier pockets, I'm going to go home, and all of a sudden, I remember, just like it was yesterday, I'm with my grandma, with my mom, heading to the car to get the groceries in the car, with the grocery cart, she's like, did you find something you want for Christmas? And inside, I'm like, I stole what I want for Christmas this year. <laughs> and I won't ever forget getting the car, and all of a sudden, I hear, I hear these men's voice yell from behind us, ma'am, please stop, you stole something. And my mom's like, that's not for us, we didn't steal anything. Grandma's like, we didn't steal nothing. And then they ran up to us, these big dudes, and walk up to us, and they said, you, got, you guys stole something, you got to come back inside. My mom's like, we didn't steal nothing. And they said, no, but he did. And I remember that look at my mom's face, she goes, you stole something? And I'm like, and they, this is what happened, they brought us back in, to the second floor to their security office. And for the next 15 minutes, we watch all the video cameras of me stealing stuff. That's pretty humbling when you're watching it with your mom and your grandma. <laughs> I remember on the way home that night, it was pretty quiet. My mom just says to me, I just want you to go home. I'll talk to dad about it. I want you to go home and... Go to your room by yourself, maybe read the Bible, do something. And I just won't ever forget the disappointment on my parents' face when they came in and talked to me. 
remember going into Christmas that year feeling like I don't deserve anything. I remember going into that year going, I can't even look at gifts by myself anymore because I'm not trusted anymore. I remember just thinking, I'm not going to ask for Christmas presents this year because of what I did, the guilt and the shame. I'm not even going to do that. Wasn't even really excited about Christmas that year. This is what I never talked to my parents. My parents knew about this, but they never knew what was going on. I just, and I remember that was the year that my parents decided we we're going to go to Terry Peak on vacation and go to a ski resort. And we went sledding and tubing, ski resort. And I remember that year going, I'm not, they, she kept on asking, what do you want for Christmas? And I just never gave a response. And I remember I opened up Christmas presents at that lodge with my family. And it came to me, and I was expecting nothing. As I opened up the presents, you know what was wrapped around a tree for me? Some of the same items that I stolen that I had to give back. My mom didn't really know that, I don't think, but she wrapped the things that I really wanted. But this time I didn't get them because I stole them or I cheated in my way, but instead they were gifts that were given to me. There was a redeeming factor to that for me. Listen, as a fourth grader, I didn't sit there and contemplate, hey, this is really, but now looking back on it, it's that gift that healed that. Not in the same way, but there's a healing. Listen, last week I talked about the snowflake, how it's white as snow. Jesus came, he gave his life to heal our hearts. Amen. So many times in life we, 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 we steal what we want and we, we take what we don't have and we, we, we try to rob or we do different things or we try to manipulate or we try to do things the wrong way. But I'm trying to tell, do this today. Jesus came to earth. He went the distance to remove the distance from him. He says, I don't want people separating me anymore from sin or from stealing or anything else. He says, listen, from this point forward, I want to remove the separation. Just like my parents give me a gift, he says, no more distance. I want to remove the distance. There's a new postal ad on TV, the post office says this, we go the distance to bring us closer. But isn't this what Jesus said? He says, I, I, I go the distance to bring us closer. Luke 2, 6 through 7 says this. While you were in Bethlehem, the time came for her to give birth, and Jesus gave birth to her son, her firstborn, and she wrapped him in swollen clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Some people say it's a spare room. Some people say it was a hotel. But no matter how you look at it, there was no room. They went to the innkeeper and said, we need a place to stay. My wife is going to have a baby. Can we come in? And we said, we have no room for you. The only place we have is in the back. It's a barn like this with animals. And that's all we got. You can have that for a space. That's all you got. I don't even have anything to give you to keep you warm. And he says, so he says, there is no vacancy for Jesus. There is no vacancy here. So the question I have for all of us this morning is this. Is there room for Jesus in your own heart and stable? Because everybody has their own manger in their heart. 
Sometimes it's dark and damp, and sometimes it's full of other things. But Jesus, just like he came to the innkeeper, Jesus comes to all of our hearts, stands at the door and knocks, and says, will you allow me to come in? Because the truth is, there's no door handle on the front, it's only on the inside, and so we got to allow him. Each of us is an innkeeper who decides if there's room for Jesus or not. So are you allowing Jesus to come near? Christmas is allowing God to be given life in your heart. The miracle of Christmas is that Jesus is willing to be born in our hearts. Willing to come into our hearts. And that he did it all to be near to you. Don't forget it this holiday season. Is that the reason why Jesus came is not to be far off from you. But the reason Jesus came is to be closer to you. He wants to be with those ones he loves. The creator became the created to be closer connected to his creation. And remember that he came to our place to take our place to invite us back to his place. I believe there's many that you feel distant from the Lord, that you feel separation, that you feel there is some walls, there's some hurt. But I just remind you, he went the distance to remove the distance in your life. Everybody stand up this morning. I heard this a few weeks ago. I love it. It says, in Bethlehem, he is God with us. At Calvary, on the cross, he is God for us. And at Pentecost, Pentecost Sunday, he is God in us. Isn't that awesome? It's so sweet. Everybody bow your heads, close your eyes this morning. Maybe you feel separation. Maybe you feel like you feel distant from the Lord. Maybe you feel like even inside, like that little boy like I was who made a mistake, stole, did some things wrong, and you feel separation. I just want to remind you that God gives you a gift. Jesus said, I give you. For God so loved the world that I gave you. God loves you so much that he gave you his son. That's the truth of the gospel. That's the truth of Christmas. He came to be near to you. As much as you push him away, as much as you want to separate, he is drawing you and asking you and inviting you and standing at the door all the time and just knocking, wanting to be invited in. So the question you have is this. Are you going to say, there's other things going on here. There's no room in my heart. No room. Are you going to say, you can have a place to stay here? No one looking around, if you're here this morning, you need to make a decision to follow the Lord. It's a starting point, not a fishing point. It's just a starting point to know the Lord and know his love. If that's you. I just want you to know, I just want you to raise your hand this morning pretty high. See it. It's awesome. 
just looking around. Don't be afraid. Love it. Everybody repeat after me real loud. Dear Jesus, come into my life. Remove the sin. Remove the separation. Forgive me my sins. Help me to live for you. Lord, fill me up. Be my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, I would love to talk with you. It's just a starting point, not a finishing point. And God has plans for you. He came to be near to you. As we continue this morning, let's just worship together as we close off the service. Go ahead. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today here at Watermark Church. If you have any questions or want to learn more, you can visit us at www.stillwatermark.com. Thank you.